Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So right after we recorded last week-ish, I noticed that uh, Bryce Harper's got to get moved down in the rankings, huh? Oh, yes, 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 the Tommy John. So, yeah, Bryce Harper at least going to miss the first half of the season. I think we jinxed that by, you know, discussing keepers last week. Somebody had to go down. I I said, yeah, I said I usually don't like him because there's always something. This This is a little more than a little something. It is a little bit. I, Tommy John for an outfielder is such a weird one, though. <sighs> Happens, but not, yeah, but but a weird one. I agree. I Yeah, I mean, I feel like anytime you talk about top flight talent, you're always risking, you know, somebody is going to go down. And I think, you know, we, we basically did this with DeGrom, who we're going to talk about a little bit later in the pod. Uh he went, you know, made all these made all these great predictions for his 200k season, and uh, you know that does that doesn't happen. I talk about how you know I was actually thinking this year I got to take Harper over over Trout. It's you know it's for real. It's happening. Uh, whoops, sorry, sorry, Bryce. Nope. nope. So I mean, best wishes on a speedy recovery. Um, this has got to change things for the Phillies, though. Uh yeah, yeah. I would say that they're not going to be as good, but I don't know that. Who had them down for like more than ninety wins? That's a good. It's a good point. With Bryce Harper, it's it's a good point. Uh, but I think this lessens their likelihood, th- given that the rest of the pot is going to be about free agents. This lessens their likelihood of attacking a free agent, right? Replacement. Well, I don't know. Do, 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 do you go the Padres way, <laughs> where you're like, ooh, we're going to be missing. Uh, we're going to be missing guy. Who, by the way, I forgot to mention that we didn't even rank. Didn't even rank Tatis last week. Neither of us. Why would you? Because you're going to get the same amount of season as you are going to get out of Bryce Harper. Maybe. That's very conspiratorial. Maybe. I mean, but this – I – how much was he you, – you drafted him so early because you thought he was going to play 2022, and he didn't play sure. any of 2022. Sure. So I don't know how – he could he could Kemba Walker this and just <laughs> show up at the end of his suspension and just be like – did you do any of the – hey, Tatis, did you do any of the exercises that you're supposed to to try to build up your arms, st- your shoulder strength or your whatever is broken now strength? No, 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 because in theory he's in theory he's healthy right now, right? He's – because his PED suspension only kicks in when he's, like, playable. In theory he's healthy. I don't – No, I, yeah, I, I mean, I I guess it's the same thing as Harper. All right, so bottom line – I think I mean Harper has got to move out of the top sixty, right? So absolutely. So we're yeah. gonna have we're gonna have some sort of new discussion there for the ranking. So good thing we better define some uh, better define some alternates. Let's just leave it that way for our top sixty. Well, I mean, would you you have Trevor Story is forty seven? Would you rather have Bryce Harper or Trevor Story? I'd rather have Story if he's gonna play. Come on. Uh, okay, Byron Buxton, really? Buxton, yeah, because Buxton's gonna play one hundred and twenty games. I'll bet Buxton. I don't care. He's going to play 120 games. <laughs> All right, we talked a lot offline about World Cup. Is there anything else you want to say other than go USA? Go, go USA. Are you happier that the U.S. has straight control of their destiny or not? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that too, where it was t- 
it was sort of talked about during the game as soon as the Iran won, it was like, well, it doesn't matter what happens in the England-USA game. But then it's like, yeah, it does. It it does matter because if they got to win it, they, 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 I mean, they ha- they're going to have to win the Iran game and how better to win the Iran game than to make sure that they don't lose. Yeah, and I mean, this, I mean, maybe these words are going to come back to bite us, but they they looked like they the performance in the England game should be bolstering going forward, right? Because that was a game that after it when all was said and done, you could you could say with a straight face that that slipped through the U.S.'s fingers, right? Wow, I mean, they never really put a shot. <laughs> they never really had a shot on that. That I looked, there was never really a shot that I was like, yeah, man, they should have gotten that one. I guess the one Polisic one that hit the that's the bar, that's but. the only one. But they had but they had great looks. They had they had like five corners in a row. Like oh, we got to get better at set pieces, <laughs> you know. Well, it's very good that they were practicing finally those set pieces in in a real game. I know, like one of those has got to go in, guys. Come on. Uh. Anyway, all right, let's move on. Good luck to the USA. We're gonna do. We're gonna again mothballing your fantasy season. We have a new wrinkle, which is looking at free agents. And my motivation here is that when the season starts, I am always surprised by a guy who's on a team that I did not remember. <laughs> uh, and, you know, a big part of this I'm arguing is because I checked out for this phase of the season, when stuff is actually happening. I mean, congrats to Carlos Santana getting his signing this week. Didn't mention that <laughs> in the in the open. No, 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 no. Good no, for no, him, no. though. But I want to talk about... So smooth. Guys by war ranking free agents to watch guys that i actually want to report between the two of us when they sign somewhere just to remember yeah you know like yes please remember that this guy came here and evaluate them and i have a bunch of questions to think about as as we're going through this talking about lineups you know where where hitters are going to be in there i'm really curious there's a big pitching class what's going to happen there and i think we need to talk about short stops and i think we need to talk about the back end hitters who are in that top 60 range that we need to figure out what to do with. So what's what's interesting in this list to you? Wait, I think that there's a, there's a really big key that that might be the biggest key that is exactly why we should have known that Trevor's story was going to be terrible. When, when they sign is so key. Yeah. Because they need to be signed in spring training, getting with the team, because there have been a couple of signings that have happened later, and then... The, just the player just never shows yeah. up on the radar. And I think that's going to be a huge one. These earlier signings are important because they're more likely to be like integrated into the team. And then the, the ones that wait, I'm more concerned about. That is that is an excellent point. So we should definitely basically use this as a table and come, come back to it later. The reason that we're talking about this now is partly because winter meetings are coming up. And yeah. traditionally, winter meetings were when these things happened. Yeah. Whether yeah, whether that will be true this year, some of these are going later and later. I think that we're more we're closer to regular because we actually know that there's a season. Mm. We know that everybody's going to ignore anything COVID related, <laughs> and and uh, games are just going to be played. And we know the, the DL situation as well. Well, that's true, right? We do we do understand the rules more clearly. Uh, we almost understand what the playoff system is. <laughs> is it is it, di- is it the same next but year? But like, I think that. Yeah. Are, are we sure I don't it's the know. same? I honestly You're don't right. know. No, we don't okay. know what the playoff situation is, but I think that the like the brass does. All right, we'll talk rule changes at some point. Let's get, let's think, get through, through some of these players. What do you got? Well, I'm going to start. I'm going to bounce around a little bit. It's going to be loosely war order. Sure. Uh, 
Aaron Judge is in a class of his own, I think. And yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not super pumped to talk about him. He's going to be valuable wherever he goes. I think you are a little bit colder on him than I am. I'm. I think I'm a little bit more realistic that he's he's had a couple of really good years that have been followed up by what one would say is a, a pedestrian year, and that's because he doesn't. <clears throat> that's because he doesn't have five tools really. He's got. He does. I mean, he doesn't have the speed. He did steal sixteen and bases. He's batting it. I sure, but that's not sixteen. Isn't twenty. Um. But when he's dropped off, he hasn't. He's when he's dropped off, he hasn't dropped off in the way that like when Altuve was number one or number two every year, and he dropped off a little bit. He still ended up being like a top twenty sure. guy because of of where what what he could do. Whereas when Aaron Judge has dropped off, it shows that he's a really big dude who is a slugger, yes, and then he doesn't. He's not able to do the other the other pieces. I don't know. I just. I think that the downside for him is actually far lower than for a lot of other um, top. I agree. Guys. I agree, and I'm also positive the Yankees are going to resign him. I I think so too. Yeah, it would, it would be from a from a monetary standpoint. Why would you? Why would they let let him come? Yeah, he, I mean he he is an icon. He's the closest thing they've they've actually had to homegrown talent <laughs> for a long time. Right. I mean, right since Jeter. I mean, he's like exactly. He looks like. He looks like he's Jeter and fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks he looks like a lab grown Jeter. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah let's yeah, make him a little yeah. bigger. Why not? Uh, just make him a little bigger. I want to talk about this this four shortstop class, and by WAR, overall WAR, Correa is the most important. So it's Correa, Turner, Bogart, Swanson. Is that the order of fantasy importance? No. Yeah. So fantasy fantasy importance Turner. Bogarts, Swanson, Correa. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, mm-hmm. Correa. Yeah, um, and I think that, and I think Swanson could pass Bogarts. I was. I was thinking. Time. I was thinking about this. I so upside wise, he could he could pass Bogarts. Turner, I think, is fine regardless of where he signs. He'll be great. Bogarts, Correa, mm-hmm. Swanson, all guys that it's gonna be worth looking where they land. Right. I think. I don't trust any. I mean, look, I, I wrote down the list of teams that have expressed some interest, interest. Giants, Twins, Braves, Dodgers, Mariners, Red Sox, Cubs, Tigers, Angels, Orioles. There's only like two teams that I'm actually excited about them going to. Wait, you're not excited about like Bogarts to the Twins? Uh, not for his production, no. I mean, I would be excited for the Twins, yes. But for Bogarts' fantasy value, no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could watch Bogarts go to the Cubs, and it's like, oh. uh, good luck. I mean, whoever you get, whoever ends up on the Braves he's gonna in, and whoever ends up in the Dodgers are in good places. Well, I think the Red Sox are going to have a better year. I do, too. I think Red Sox then, Mariners, but it depends on where they slot them in the lineup on some of these. I mean, some of these teams... Orioles, I think the Orioles are good. I think the oh. Reels are going to be good this where do you year. Bat, where got... do you bat relative to Cedric Mullins? Because they're not going to be a leadoff batter in Oriole, in in Baltimore, right? Well, that's why, yeah, Trey Turner. The only one who would be affected by going to Baltimore is Trey Turner because Correa doesn't bat first. Swanson should bat first. Bogarts has been batting cleanup. But Bogarts so shouldn't be. Bogarts, I... Bogarts should go on a team that doesn't have a leadoff hitter. Because his value as a leadoff hitter would actually be large. 
Right, or se- or second. He'd First be or good. second. Like, yeah, Bogarts in, in orange would probably be an improvement. Mariners, I could see the Mariners like splurging. And Mariners, I don't. Bogarts. Mariners, I don't know what to make because where do you put him uh, relative to Julio Rodriguez? Where's Julio batting? Is he second? He should be. He should be either first or second. I think he's. I don't know what he where he was mostly this year. <sighs> Turner and Julio. I mean, be... that would be a killer combo. You'd be absolute terrors yeah. on the base paths. I think so. Tigers ain't gonna sign any of these. guys. No, I know. Okay, what is the order that they sign? Given what we were talking about before. I mean, the dominoes, does Correa really sign before Turner? Or is Trey Turner has to be both fantasy-wise and real baseball the first guy off the list? I think Correa is last. Because he's both he's both um, calculating enough that he's going to want to see where other guys go. Mm-hmm. And he also doesn't have the skill set or the connection to a team the way that one of these. Because like, one of Turner Bogarts or Swanson is just going to all of a sudden get signed and we're just going to be like, to their to their team, yeah, like the Dodgers, the Red Sox, or the Braves, yep. we're just gonna sign him, and we're gonna be like, oh, okay, yep, all right, he was the first domino, and then you're gonna see the next guy try to really switch. I'm worried about, I mean, I'm I'm worried about Bogarts because he's at this age crossroads, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. big time. Swan, I mean, Swanson is a real dark horse here to like. He's a real dark horse here where I think that he it matters most to him where he ends up, how much money he makes. I guess those are the two two vectors, right? <laughs> Talk to me about the starting pitchers on this list because there's a lot okay. of them. DeGrom, Verlander, Rodon. We got Kodai Senga coming from the Japanese League. Kershaw, Ivaldi, Bassett, Tyone, Eflin, Martin Perez if you want to get down there. I mean – Wow! It, yeah, Eflin and Martin Perez. Oh, we're, I'm, I'm, Martin Perez. I thought he accepted his. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, he did. Offer. He did. Martin Perez accepted it. Martin Perez and um, Jacques. Yeah, Peterson. Yeah. So, but look, I mean, look at this list. You don't say that, Peterson. Peterson. The way that you say it is like there's pattern. Um, <laughs> yeah. Degrom, Verlander, Rodon, Kershaw. I mean, all very interesting to try and value Rodon's probably the safest value fantasy wise right I'm I think he's the most known entity where mm-hmm. he go where, once you see where he goes you're gonna know like when he goes to the Cubs <laughs> to like you're gonna be like no I'm not touching that when he goes to the when he goes to the Dodgers you're gonna be like oh okay. yes please or if he stays in in San Francisco I'd be except or goes over to the A's you know. Yeah, I marked that he's a lefty because he is he is the most important lefty on the board here. Mm, um, okay, and just because when we remember earlier this season when we did an analysis of guys' splits <laughs> and we found that certain leagues were facing way like a ton of right-handers and a ton of left-handers. I want to redo that analysis and because I think there actually is a factor there, and so the same thing will be true for Rodon. I'd actually be excited if he's sort of the lone lefty on a if he's the lone lefty on a squad or if he's clearly sort of the best lefty in the division i think that makes a difference yes yeah, so don't set you so there again you're trying to say do not go to the cardinals or the cubs yeah absolutely because it was the nl central that was like what is happening yeah. <laughs> there's so many lefties and you just don't you just don't want the joy of a lefty I, is is zigging when everyone else is zagging right 
he is he is the most interesting thing to me. I have no I have not looked into to Sangha, so that could be another one of those like you're on him. Just a word to the wise is that the these players have some of the weirdest valuations yes. that you can find because they could come in do really well. They might never be heard of again. And, you know, a lot of people are, are baking baking in these vectors of data that have nothing to do with the player. Kershaw's going to stay in Los Angeles, right? Uh, I think for a similar reason to judge, except much less exciting, yes. I Yeah, I, right. I, I agree with you, just to go back a second, I agree with you on, on what you said on Senga. Um, but I do want to pay attention to where he lands for a variety of reasons. I mean, because maybe he's bumping, I don't know. I don't know what happens. Maybe he's bumping somebody else. There's like anytime somebody new comes into the league <laughs> from scratch, it's interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in on Darvish when he exactly. came in. Well, actually, uh, Darvish and um, who is it? Uh, Shohei. Like I was really into it on, on Shohei before he it was – when it was like, when is he coming? Uh, well, another year. Shohei, we had some time, yeah. But what about? Um, but you looked at him. You looked at the, those two guys, you Darvish and Shohei Otani, and you were like, that guy looks like he he can make it in the MLB. Just I don't I don't know. I haven't seen a pitch yet. I just looked at him and said, both those guys is like, yeah, oh yeah, they're they're gonna come in here and they're gonna be fine. Darvish a little bit more wispy mm-hmm. than um, Shohei, but you look at Shohei and he's like, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's an athlete. And then you're like, he can pitch 100 miles an hour? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that he's going to make it. I think that he's going to be fine. I think that he's going to be ownable. To some to some extent, it's interesting, right? Because like 100 miles an hour is 100 miles an hour across across the globe. <laughs> and good placement. So Yes, exactly. Very different than like Matsuzaka, who was like, yeah. he's got a screwball. It's like, or what, whatever he, whatever that was that, that he had. It was like I, gyro ball. It's like I don't know what stuff is what I yeah. want to hear about. I want to hear about speed. And if you can say that his like slider has like twelve inches of yeah yeah exactly of movement, then sure yeah. Don't tell me that they, it's like something that I've never seen before. A batch of hitters that I'm curious what you think down here: Nimmo, Benintendi, Abreu, Rizzo, and then wild one Conforto, who didn't play this year because of injury, right? Right. Abreu Jose, right? Jose Abreu, yeah. So you got it. Is he going anywhere? Got an interest. He shouldn't, but I could see him doing like a, a Pujols style, right? Like, oh, he's like the White Sox say, oh, it's kind of washed up. White Sox actually have an interesting other scenario, which is that they don't have a manager right now. True. So they're. The- Man, Jose Abreu is in Edwin Ar- Encarnacion range where it's yeah. like. One of us is going to be saying, he's done, and the other one's going to be, no, I think he's still got a year, and we don't, you know, one of those, it's going to just flip. It's going to be bifurcation point. Exactly. I think, so, but I would say all five of those guys that I just listed, I don't know exactly what to do, and and that makes me think that when they sign somewhere, I'm just going to know, yeah, this is it, or no, this isn't, i got to be out on this guy. I, man, Ben intended. I know. What? What do we do with him? Yeah, and Conforto. Well, Benintendi, if somebody said, okay, we're signing him because we want him to be a set-the-table guy, <laughs> he shouldn't be batting second, but like a set-the-table guy at second or third, I mean, might be interesting. I mean, that would be good, and if he went to the right team, 
but like what if he resigns with the right, Royals? Yeah. They're just bad and they're like whatever, go ahead and hit first, second or third. We don't care. You know. No, or if he before he gets like signed by Cleveland yeah. and you're like he's going to play bat second some days, he's going to bat ninth others. Yeah, think, you want him to be somewhere where you know where he's going to end up playing. I don't see Rizzo's stock going up, right? He he's on the Yankees this year. I I, I just don't see I just don't see being more excited about him next year than I was this year. No, I don't I don't either. I don't think that he has another gear. I don't know. He's coasting and he's going the wrong direction. But I mean, he's gonna be a great value because sh- first it's terrible. <sighs> you think so? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, okay, here's an interesting wrinkle for him is that since there are gonna be shift restrictions and he is a guy that is massively shifted against. But there were already shift restrictions this year. He didn't do that bad this year. I mean, he could have been worse this year. No. See, this is the thing about the you have Paul Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman, Vlad Guerrero, and then you get into the Pete Alonso, Matt Olson, mm, yeah. and all of a sudden you're in CJ Cron, yeah. Jose Abreu, and then you're in Nate Lowe, Ryan Montcastle from last year, Reese Hoskins, and then there was Anthony Rizzo, player number 79. There's not really that many guys that you're going to look at and be like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the year. Yeah, but my... Is Jake Cronenworth, Alec Baum? I think my point is I'm looking at Rizzo and thinking, like, I, I'm i struggling to think of a, a situation where I'm going to get excited about him. I, right, but is there is there really a situation where he's going to drop out of the top 12? I mean, even if he goes to, like, Kansas City, no, Kansas no. City is going to use him in a way that is going to still probably be in the same range as Ty France and no, I mean, Christian Walker. I think we're go- the the thing the challenging thing about Rizzo is that he has to be drafted, right? <laughs> like he's and he has to be drafted yeah. at in me- he has to be drafted in meaningful rounds. But he could go right now, you could convince me that he's going anywhere between round 6 and round 12, I think. Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe not that late. Right. Ten, six, and ten. I mean, well, there's there's a normal curve on that. I would say. Yeah, I th- I think so. He's not going to end up in our top sixty. That's for certain. No, 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 no. Of course not. I mean, <laughs> short of him signing with the Dodgers, and Ooh. they're like, we're going to try a different leadoff tactic. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, I, yeah, there's no real situation that's an improvement. That, I mean. The only thing that I could see of an improvement is, like, if the Yankees say, like, we're definitely not signing this guy because he's a waste of space. And then (laughs) a team that is, like, Orioles range of good from last year is, like, we're going to sign you. We have a pretty good team. You could help us. And then he's just like, I'm going to bat fourth, and I'm going to actually – I'm not going to hit 230 this year. I'm going to hit 270. And – Right, I mean, because he could come in, he could get a short contract, and uh-huh. and have to have to do something, right? He could he could easily he could be a wake up call guy. There's a couple other guys on here that he could go be. to the Reds. He could go to the Reds with like three other players, and then just like Ouch. all of them just take. Well, I mean that that stadium is a good one to be True. in, and you still get to play the Pittsburgh Pirates, Pirates. Yeah. So. quadruple A team. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, no, I mean. Okay, all right, you've talked me into it. There are situations to be excited. Last set here, Diaz-Jansen, closers. I struggle evaluating closers. These guys, their value has Every got year. to be set by where they sign, right? I hate taking a player who's had a really good year off of his really good year. Mm-hmm. 
unless it's off of two really good years. <laughs> and then it's like, I'm, I'm yeah. going to get the third one. Diaz has done this before, but he didn't follow it up. Mm-hmm. Jansen is done. But we could see him having that late career like, oh, hey, he's his ERA is three, but he had 40 saves this Right, year? exactly. I mean, those those things could happen. I'm less... I've, that's way that outcome is much more likely for Jansen than it is for Diaz. Like I think there's there's a huge variance in the Jansen outcomes. The Diaz outcomes yeah. are much smaller. He's still striking guys out. Diaz or yeah, I mean the the Jansen yeah. the year that Jansen had is totally good and fine. He's how old? Thirty five. Yeah, it really depends where he goes. Like imagine him going to like the um the Brewers for like a discount. He's not going to take a discount, though. No, 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 no. He's oh man, he's not. I mean, he's he's kind of he's in danger of like Kimberling it, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foisted by his own petard. What if Diaz gets? Wait, what does this say? What if Diaz gets signed by the Yankees? He's a Yankees type pitcher, right? He's a Yankees type closer. Yeah, and that would be like a Yankees type move to sign away from the Mets. Of course, of course. If that doesn't happen to somebody this year, I will be. I'll be shocked. I'm very confused here because, oh, this is season projections. Season, ah, never mind. I am not confused. Yeah, do you want to do, do, who do you take? Would you rather have Kenley or would you have Diaz? Just no idea where they're going. With no idea where they're going, I would rather have Jansen because I think that he's wilier and I'm, I'm expecting some resurgence. Whereas Diaz could just start missing, you know, start missing his spots, but still throwing hard and just fall apart. It'd be great. Yeah. It'd be great if you liked Diaz better, because then we could hell? easily bet box this. <laughs> Sight I, unseen. No, I like Kenley. I like Kenley better. Yeah, exactly. I but I like Kenley better for the save, save total. Even though not knowing where he's going, the save total. I, the, oh, I agree. Diaz probably gets him on K's, but then the ERA. <laughs> I have no idea what, what Diaz is going to be, but I'm. I feel like it starts with a four. So let's wrap this up. I think. These yes, are guys that let's make the, let's turn this into a table, everybody that we talked about, and let's make sure that we keep track of when and where they sign. Absolutely, I think that about brings us to the review session. Alec Manoa. So speaking of uh, big boys here, six six two eighty five listed. He's not small. <laughs> he is not small at all. He's a big guy. Uh, this year, Alec Manoa is twenty twenty two. He had a two point two four ERA. Started thirty one games. That was one hundred ninety six point two innings pitched. A point nine nine WHIP. Congratulations, staying under one. One hundred eighty strikeouts. So that's less than K per nine if you're keeping track. And he had sixteen wins. Is this Alec Manoa's best season? Best season of ever? his career? No, that's a serious question. That is actually a serious question. Uh-huh. Is this his best career ever? Best season of his career? He's young. No. Okay. No, I don't think it is. That, I think that he has this season that's better. Put it in the bet box. That's a ten year bet. I love it. Uh, yeah, I think. <laughs> Wait till he retires. Wait till he retires. It's like, and Eric was wrong. I I mean it's an interesting it's an interesting question because he's not gonna his strikeout rate's not gonna go up, right? Well, wait, why 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 can't it go up from under one an inning? I'm so this this is the only year that he's ever this is his first full year, right? Uh-huh. Um It was higher last year, it was ten point two four. It was, but he didn't pitch the whole season. Uh but if you yes, but first half Alec Manoa was better than the second half Alec Manoa. Yeah, that, but that's my point. So okay, so your your point is that 
he's still he's still stretching out to full seasons. My point is I don't think he's going to stretch out to full seasons. He's not he's he's averaging 94 miles an hour on his fastball. That's not super fast. His slider is his strikeout pitch which is in which has a lot of movement Hurts. in the low 80s. Yeah. But he's a big guy. He's a big guy. I uh, I uh, I see what you're saying, but I but we compare him to Lance Lynn all the time, and just I can see the career trajectory what's, of the Lance. What's Lance Lynn's strikeout rate? Has Lance Lynn's strikeout rate ever been above K per nine? A K per nine? Or nine K per nine? I I don't know. Well, I mean more in terms of the like Lance Lynn was a good dark horse player on the cards, if we remember, and then he um, had Tommy John signed way too late with your team on the Twins. And then ended up going to Texas, and then then he was back. Then he was like, okay, this is this is a trajectory that he was on before the TJ of mm-hmm. like the increase in getting better. Um, TJ, right? Because this is exactly it. In 2012, Lance Lynn was 25 years old. He 176 innings, a K per nine, just around nine. He won. Wow, he won 18 games. Um, it, ERA of 378. I can't figure out what the word, but that's sort of. And then he kind of he his next year wasn't quite as good, but he pitched longer. K per nine under nine, ERA almost almost four. And then he has this resurgence, and then he has the two years of that, and then he kind of falls off. Where is the 2016 is his um, lost season, and then 20. 19 was the year that he came back and it was like oh yeah this guy he was pitching 93.8 in 2012 that sound familiar all right so you're so you're you're really selling me on the comp here but i'm looking at this and the numbers all the numbers that you just threw alec manoa 2.24 era this year uh, show me that in lance lynn's I don't think he's going to... 2.24 ERA for Lance Lynn. He had a 2.74 in, 20, in 2014. And then in 2021, he was 2.69. I just think this is... a. I just think that Alec Manoa put it all together this year. And there, there's a chance... Can he Can he be very similar to this? Yes. Can he reach right. this I guess, height I guess again? your point is... This is high. This That's... That is as good ERA. It's a whip under one. That's just not that frequent. He sixteen put wins. it all together. Sixteen wins. <sighs> so really, I'm looking at this and thinking his he could he could have a twenty win season where he has four more Ks. Well, guys, so what do you think his ERA is going to be? Well, I, I don't think I don't think it's sub three. And if you make me be more specific, I would try. But okay. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be sub three either. But I mean, I guess. Do you think it's going to be sub three five? I do think sub three five. Really? Yeah. Eric Cole was three forty three last year. That's a great number. You going to take the under? I like that number. <laughs> <laughs> I would take three point four four. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'll take the under at three point four four if you're willing to do that. Okay, let's do that. All right, cool. Yeah, because his his I yeah I think that he's going to balloon his ERA next year, but I think that his Ks are going to go up to compensate, and I think that that team's going to be good enough to continue getting him wins, give him opportunity. He's an interesting guy. He's a, yep. He is an interesting guy. Yep. Yeah. And that team is also going to run him into the ground in a way that Shane McClanahan 100%. weren't. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Shane McClanahan, 152 innings. All right. Who are we doing next week? 
Shane McClanahan. Oh, hey, aforementioned. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is worst luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.